And now, Hangar 56 Media presents Spike's Car Radio, a downloadable cars and coffee, hosted by writer, comedian, and automotive enthusiast, Spike Ferriston. Now, here's Spike. Happy Wednesday, everybody. Welcome to Spike's Car Radio. Uh, we're here. We're not in the clear. We're, uh, we're driving cars. We're, we're getting through this together. We're... Uh, Zuckerman's here, acting like a dope and a monkey as usual. <laughs> He's got uh, uh, Zuckerman. You, you're like Fats. You're like my dad. You can't help but fool around. Get ready for the show, <clears throat> Ferris. Yeah, get ready. The head of an alligator. <laughs> get ready for it for the show. Anyway, we have a decent show for you today. We have a great show, as a matter of fact. Jay Leno's uh, going to be calling in in a moment. Um, and it's always good to check in with him. I spoke to him, Zuckerman, uh, last week on his birthday. And I forgot to wish him a happy birthday, so I'm going to do that. Hard. Jerry's birthday was yeah. uh, the day later or day before. Both those guys. Uh, s- perfect guests for the show. Comedians and car guys, right? right. Nobody can uh, complain about that. Um, and we hope you're all doing well in the face of this... Uh, unprecedented. This, this unprecedented... Precedented? No, it's actually not unprecedented. There's in our lifetimes. <laughs> in our lifetimes, yes. Um, and like I, uh, you know, I was mentioning Zuckerman before the show, I was reading the New York Times before I came here, it didn't seem like the United States, we got the result we wanted to, and this thing was going to go on a lot longer. I think we flattened the curve, but they said now June is going to be worse than May, which I didn't expect. Anyway. You really don't know how to handle this. That's the answer. Nobody knows. Nobody understands why some hot countries don't have it. Some hot countries like Brazil do have it. Uh, you know, well, some, that's reporting, don't yeah, you think? Some people, well, who knows? Some, pe- some countries beings. with older populations are doing poorly. Some with older populations like Japan are doing better. Nobody fucking knows. And everybody just wants it to be over. And as I said, I think they do boredom. know. I just, it does feel like they know, Zuckerman. I don't really. <laughs> yeah. They I don't mean, know. <laughs> what do you mean they don't know? They don't know really why this is acting the way it does. It does not exactly well, if you, act according to the models that they've had. Well, yeah, it and, does. I mean, it's just like a, it's not, I'm not going to equate it with a flu, but flu sweeps across the world every year and it kind of affects everybody the same way. And it's seasonal and it's also affects different geographic areas differently and hits the east coast over the west coast it's it's easy to track it's just that the reporting is not some governments aren't reporting their stats anyways okay if that's your position it is i'll accept it (laughs) it's science it's simple anyway let's talk about cars because you like you and i were going to meet for coffee right right this sunday and i sensed it was going to be annoying but when we showed up we had to leave. The amount of people in that parking lot, the amount of cars. plus? Yeah, it was not good. And I, you know, I don't know. What threw me off was there was a guy. He came marching across <laughs> the parking lot to talk to you. And he had a mask on his face. And when he got within a two-foot range, within a droplet range, he pulled the mask down to shout at you. And I, and I had to restrain myself from saying, what the fuck is wrong with you? You put the mask up when you talk to somebody. Yes, you, don't you don't pull it down pull it to down. spray your aerosol drops of putrid germs all over us. And then we got the fuck out of there. He was a car matchmaker fan. He was. Well, he was. He he wasn't even a daily double because he wasn't fat and stupid. He was just stupid. Oh wow! 
Well, he seems like a decent guy. I didn't mind chatting with him for a second. <laughs> when I'm outside, I don't quite worry about things. But it, it really, it, there were. Uh, I mean, I was looking across the parking lot, going, "Okay, any minute, someone's going to take a photo, and this whole collection of car guys is going to be on TMZ, and then we're going to be the Orange County beach of the car world, right. and looking stupid." Yeah, I don't want to be part of that. And you know, it was it was bad. There was no social uh, distancing. There was no anything. There were a lot of cool cars. There was a Maserati Bora. <laughs> that cool thing was cars. that Maserati Bora was fantastic. <laughs> Whoever drove that Bora to the show gets major points. Wow, I missed that car. It was f- gorgeous, absolutely stunning. A lot of great BMWs. Um, Earlier in the week, somebody pulled up in a going, a couple of German guys, which is nice. I had the Zagata. Yeah. I'm also driving uh, that um, Sport Turismo, the Panamera GTS Sport Turismo, which uh, is a really interesting wagon for right now, right? We have a four liter twin turbo V8 GTS. So not as fast as that Turbo S model that really hauls ass. This is like 450 horsepower, equal amount of torque, a little more, and uh, all-wheel drive. But it, it's hard to kind of review it now with the pandemic, Zuckerman, because there's no driving, right? So I would—this is a dad mobile for the dad that likes the sports car, right, that wants launch control and then wants to throw the Little League equipment in the back <laughs> and go to the Little League field, but there's none of that driving right now. So again, it's like you remember when I returned the nine nine two. It's just like this. I don't feel Doesn't like. Doesn't work. Yo, I'm not Doesn't... going anywhere. So what am I doing with this? I'd rather take a drive for groceries in an old, difficult driver like the Zagato. It's a wonderfully executed station wagon that I don't really understand. Like seeing you when it seemed so odd at this it did? at this time. Yes, because little spike in the big little, giant car I'm 10 okay little spike in the big giant car <laughs> what are you talking about well you might be 510 on your license but in real life uh, <laughs> but in real life maybe i don't know but it's it's a giant giant car it really is big it's very large and i uh, okay i got thrown off by the color and you always tell me press cars have funny colors well they're like i said there are only two press car colors there's mamba green which matt Ferrer and doctor and dr pepper and mahogany metallic, the dark brown, which the internet really liked. And I thought it, it looked like Dr. Pepper in real life that was thrown on a car. I didn't, I didn't like it. And I was, I'm used to driving on Sunset with you in two sports cars. We track really well. And that thing. What did you have that day we drove out there? I don't I remember. I had something appropriate, uh, something small, two-door. You uh, had the red car, the 964? Yeah, I must have had the red 964. Um, right. And... Uh, yeah, just was like looking at you. You were going, you were going fast. You were keeping in your lane, but it's but a lot of car. car to really go it's, fast. It's in a and lot take of turns. car to keep in in your lane. Does sound good? It is. It's very large. But then the, again, that's why I I'm saying like you know, you get in it, and you put everybody in it, and then you put your gear in the hatchback, and you've got something right. And I love right. the way it looks. Like one of the, one thing I really love about cars is when I'm walking back from wherever I am going to the space where my car is at and the way it looks. It looks way better than it feels when you're inside it. When you're inside it, it is, it is very large, but I can't tell if I'm just reacting that way because I had the Zagato in the garage at the same point, which is like getting in a tiny paperclip box, like tin or something, and then getting into this other thing. I'm not, 
I'm not saying I don't like this car. I like this car a lot. I think I would just rather have a the, Range Rover Sport. No, the Turbo, the Panamera Turbo uh, E Hybrid or Turbo S E Hybrid with like, the normal back end and not the station wagon thing. No, no, I love the Sport Turismo piece of it. I do like that do. a lot. Yeah, yeah, because you know. Again, like all I've done is load groceries. Usually I'm hauling kids and equipment and stuff and it's got a bigger back end and you just open up the back. It's tremendous. And you, when you close the doors to this thing, Zuckerman, you, it's one of those close out the world cars. I guess. I mean, you, I had my kids it's a long so time quiet. ago. I'm so past that age of going to Little League and sporting events and having to be yeah, with I'm other not. couples and their right. kids. You waited much later in life, I think, to the wrong time to have kids, but I had them at the right You're time. So but regardless, um, wrong time. Re- at the wrong time. Regardless, <laughs> the I, wrong time. At the wrong time. I uh, like my situation. It's great. It's going, you know, if that's what you like, I think it's if okay. there are old dads out there, they'll disagree. With, it's the that's greatest so time to have kids is when you're older what else is there to do remember when tony randall had kids at 89 i was working with him yes Yes, i remember when um that that guy what was his name marshall with anna nicole smith that was one of my favorite pictures him in the wheelchair grinning like a toothless monkey i did it (laughs) i did it i won and i did it um anyway i you know here, I'm not going to say anything else other than I think if I would go to the Sport Turismo, I'd get... Uh, is there a turbo package on the Sport Turismo? I have no clue. Can't if there isn't, you. I would go with the Turbo S. And I would go with the Turbo SE Hybrid right now. What is I, the price point on that thing? Do you have any idea? On this car? Yeah. The GTS is about 150 134 sticker, 150 with everything in. It's right, and it's right in the middle. That's what kind of makes it a little tricky, right? I right think in the I middle were, of what? High and higher? <clears throat> no. Between a base Panamera and then the Turbo S. Right. But here, you know, you want me to be, you know, we're really drilling down and getting granular here. If I had the money and I was going to spend the money on something like this, I would go into the Tycon. Right. Right. I agree. And this is a 2019 and we're in the middle of 2020. So, you know, I think that that's where I would go. It's led me there. I saw that uh, the, the dealerships have Tycon 4S's now that aren't really? so expensive. A little cheaper than this. Really? Yeah, and that, that they have this really great blue. Have you seen that blue? I have not. I can't remember the name of it, but it's this light blue, kind of like mice and blue color. Tremendous. Really? Is yeah. it metallic or non-metallic? It's non-metallic. Fantastic. You know, Crown of Caliber, Zuckerman, Our is friends. giving back. They're giving back to help uh, charities impacted by COVID-19. They're having what's called giving time auctions. They're going to auction off watches and give all the money to charity. How about that? Crownandcaliber.com. Their first auction featured watches by uh, IWC, uh, Omega. They did uh, a Dark Side of the Moon. You know I like that watch. Um, and uh, they raised $25,000 for charity. How about that? Uh, the next one will kick off mid-May, which is coming right up. So you guys can go to crownandcaliber.com forward slash giving time. Crownandcaliber.com forward slash giving time to be notified when it will go live. Uh, these are super cool watches that you can only find on Crown and Caliber. And again, all the money goes to charity, which means you can write it off, Suckerman. Is that how it works? I guess. I'm not an tax attorney. <laughs> I'm an accident lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> not a tax attorney. I'm an actor. Put your phone down. Come on. People are calling me about cases. And I don't give a fuck. Monday morning, somebody got shot in the head. Really? Yeah, yeah. Cops. Cops shot an unarmed man in the head. Really? Maybe. I don't know if it was a good shooting or not. Tell me. 
will that affect the way he thinks? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, he's dead, so yes. He's dead. Yes. Oh, God. You must see a lot of death in your career. I've seen more than my fair share. Um, The pictures are terrible. Yeah. At what point did you get used to the pictures? What did you just become numb to them? It's just business. It's not someone you know. Right. Some, if you then later you learn a lot about the person who was who was deceased, it, it can become very affecting. Mm. If it's and then it's always affecting if it's a child. Oh yeah, don't as a child. But if it's an adult, you look. It's just okay. Um, it's it's clinical, Ferrison. Like I'm a doctor. <laughs> Doctors are coming to you. Can you imagine that, Doctor Zuckerman? Hey, come on in. Sit down there. Put on your hospital, Johnny, so I can watch. I want to watch you put it on, miss. <laughs> you are a sick human being. Ferris. I'm just channeling you. <clears throat> well, I have a sore throat. Yeah. Why? Bend over the table there. <laughs> I got to take your temperature with this. That's your finger, Dr. Zuckerman. <laughs> I'm going to tell you, we have had cases against certain doctors who would do things like that. Of course. Absolutely yeah. do things like that. This woman went into a doctor who is now since deceased. She complained of neck pain and he put his finger into her butthole. <laughs> and... and it was oh no, very uncomfortable for everybody involved. <laughs> you get her money though for that. Yes, yeah, absolutely. You're not allowed to do that. And Very is he good. no longer practicing? I well, hope he's dead. So yes, he, he's not practicing any longer, but he's dead. So this was his last move. He, he <laughs> yeah. had these moves. Yes, so these were his go-to moves. Unbelievable. What else can we talk about? What else have we been driving during this uh, this We've quarantine? We've driven a lot of cars. Because Mr. Leno's co- uh, calling in in a minute, and we'll get into that. Um, I don't know if I have any further notes on the Zagato. There's a little bit of a hesitation in, in third gear, which is interesting. But, it uh, again, I it's racing hesitation, right? It wants you to go up and out of three and into four, and then it it's, so it's blows. The, it's the transmission, or it's the engine the carburetors what do you think what are you telling me here that it's this thing set up for racing i don't think it's a problem i think the engine is kind of set up for racing you you feel in third gear trying to shift at about three thousand rpms in this little dead spot no when you are the way this is geared so when you're on the pch when you're driving (laughs) that's the correct way of saying and you come off the 10 onto the pch you know how some cars just have a cruising gear when you're at speed right. limit, right? Yeah. In this car, you're in third gear. Right. If you drop it into fourth, it's uh, the RPMs are a little too low for the right. car to relax. Right. Does that make sense? Yes. So as you're up around five, four or 5,000 RPMs in third gear, doing about 55, 60, there's just a little uh, bit uh, of a uh, jumpy jump. <clears throat> so you have to pop it a little higher, but that has you speeding a little bit. Do you see what I'm saying? I understand. But the only, you know what it reminds me of is Jerry's uh, 550, that day right. we were driving those. Remember? Like, right. it real race car stuff. So right. a real race car just wants to accelerate or decelerate. doesn't like to cruise at a steady speed, right? Right. And it's, so it's, and it's not so pronounced that it bothers me. But, I like speeding, <clears throat> so I don't yeah, know if I would. It kind of adds to the gentleman racer driving experience of the car. 
it get that car gets a lot of positive attention. Oh, it's Looks crazy. wise, it really people just flip out over. I just the avoided. Car. I was going to come down Sunset and get on the. 405 but there was uh why are you saying that so pronounced <clears throat> i mean if people don't want me to use say the pch they want me to say pch okay. i'm not going to do it why would you say like i got on 10 you wouldn't say i got, I on, got on 10 pacific coast highway i got on the 10 the you if you're on the east coast you wouldn't say i got on <clears throat> van wick expressway you yes. would say the van i love wick. the adjustments the van as if we're going to give a shit in this place today about what you tell us to do. Actually, we kind of do. Anyway, so Zuckerman, I got I, the only. I don't think the Zagato's registered yet, is it? No. <laughs> so I was pulling onto the on ramp, and there was a California Highway Patrol guy there, <clears throat> and I decided to avoid him. I uh, he looked like he was doing that that uh, the worst kind of radar there is. Do you know what I'm talking about? Right. When they sit on the on ramp. And you go by them and to the left. You, you can't even see they, them. And then they descend on you. And they hit you from the back. He right. was doing and that. And then they descend on you like like fighter planes. Yeah. That happened. I got it. a ticket two weeks ago for speeding. You did? Yeah. I did. Yep. Yeah. There are a lot of them all of a sudden. Yep. Well. Yeah. I, what my you, luck was out. What's that? My luck was out. Did you feel like that? Yes. What is that 24-hour period we feel when we dent or ding our cars or getting a speeding ticket and you feel depressed? It's called, it's like after a spree, like if you went out on a drunken spree or a coke binge, <laughs> after the party's over, you have pitifully comprehensible demoralization. <laughs> and that's that's the same way a ticket is. Yeah. You feel like, the, you know, you were riding high and then Johnny Law got you and now your behavior has to be modified because who wants to endure two tickets at once? It's a reprimand. It's a, yes, you been snapped with a very wet towel right between the eyes see i believe that we are we we are walking around here i'm just gonna adjust this because jay's gonna call that we're walking around with this i'm invincible after a while you feel like all right i got right. this i'm invincible i can i can That's goose right. it every once in a while i'm not gonna get in trouble i've figured it out i know where the uh, speed traps are and then your luck runs and then, out <laughs> and then boom <laughs> flipped and flicked in the nose and this is a time the Police are really heavily patrolling right now yeah. uh, on the streets and on the freeways. Yes. And I got it on <laughs> La Brea. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, and I will say that in this experience, the motorcycle cop was an absolute gentleman. He was a prince to deal with. It was one of the few times I did not resent getting a ticket. His manner in approaching me and talking to me, <clears throat> he didn't give me the authority voice. He just came up to me and had a conversation with me like a person, which is really a, a nice way for it to be done. I could accept it very well from him. Um, so you didn't yell at him or I didn't have to battle with him. Not him like the guy who said, him. what's your deal, man? Remember that whole one in the M1? <laughs> what's your deal? And I wouldn't answer because that's not really a question. <laughs> <laughs> and that guy pulled me over. He kept saying, what's your deal? And I, and I didn't respond. And, and then he, he finally said, are you going to answer me? And I said, your question is unintelligible. Are you saying, my deal, aces over queens, clubs are wild, clubs are Trump? Uh, what does that mean? And that's when he said, you're driving like an asshole. And I said, you just called me an asshole. Did you get out of that ticket? Yes, he would not give me a ticket. So after, remind me, because I was just thinking about this the other day. Um, you just called me an asshole. That put him back on his feet a little bit. Yes. And then what did you say? He said, that? I did not call you an asshole. I said, yes, you did. He said, <clears throat> I told you you were driving like an asshole. And that's, I said, that's calling me an asshole. I said, so give me a ticket for whatever vehicle code driving like an asshole is. 
And then when you're done giving me a ticket, please have your supervising officer. Uh, yes, come Get, down. Really? And, yes, have your lieutenant come down here so we can discuss your interactions with me calling me an asshole. And then he, Is that really a problem? Yes, they're not allowed to call you an asshole, Ferriston. What is that? I mean, what law is that? They're not? I mean, that seems like they do that all the time and, and the punch other, you in the head. Well, okay, that's a little different. I but have, what's wrong with calling you an asshole? <laughs> that's what I mean. You kind of were acting like one. Well, he has a job to do, and he's not allowed to be furious and enraged like that. And um, and so, so, so you really could have got over if you decided to apply what you know about the law to him. Yes, but, you know, I'm in a and, privileged position as a middle-aged guy. Um Clearly, kind of a professional. Old I age. have, I had older, maybe with some means. He, he, I, I did put him back on his feet. He didn't know how to handle me, right? Because I was so unimpressed with his display of anger and irateness. <laughs> what do you fucking want from me? Okay, so you don't like how I'm driving? So what are you gonna do? Yell at me? You're not my wife. You're not my dad. <laughs> Why, are <you> la- <laughs> huh? Why are you laughing? <laughs> you want to talk like that? Talk like that to your kids. I want to get a dash cam and I want to aim it at you as you drive around LA, Zuckerman. This would be this would be the show we need to do. This, well, we did it in the tight can, remember? We'll spin. This will be. This, I don't want to be in the car. I just want. No, you, I want every minute of your driving and your daily interactions with humanity to be horrible. recorded. I become a different horrible person <clears throat> when driving. I become so judgmental. I know, but I, I, I hate everybody. I, I would see. put this on the show. I would put this on a screen and I would watch this at night and, and eat pizza right after my beautiful I, friend. I feel the like, Zuckerman interactions. <laughs> I feel like I'm surrounded by <laughs> stupidity. <laughs> <clears throat> do you think that has to do with your feelings about yourself? Of course. <laughs> okay. <laughs> of course. Insecurity and superiority That's all mixed good. together. <clears throat> Don't you know who I am when I'm going down the street? Arrogant is- stupidity. Yes. I've always said that. I'm just dumb enough to know how stupid I am. <laughs> and I'm just dumb enough to know how stupid you are. <laughs> but and- if you're so dumb, but there is a level of stupidity where you don't know how dumb you are. I'm not that, but I know I'm dumb. And I know I have to check things before I say them. That's the difference between me, dumb guy, and a really dumb guy. Do you see what I'm you saying? You there? look much more. Mi- you look milder than me. And so when I'm in, when milder. I lock onto somebody Wild. with my face, <clears throat> yep. and I'm looking at somebody, they instantly know that I'm I'm giving it to. Them. I'm giving them the business when I look at them. <laughs> <laughs> then- Let's call Jay Leno. <clears throat> oh my god i'm sorry about that you and your phlegm you're giving me the business i know well, i can't get my shots now oh, i just lost his shots. number get me the get me the needles and get me the serum i wish i could get all of it and i would do it but i'm out here it's jay Lennon's number okay i'm calling him right now you and your shots shut up Please you and your message. thanks <laughs> feeble ferriston <laughs> Hi Jay, it's Mike. Let us uh, let us try calling you again. Maybe he's going to try to call us right now. Feeble Ferriston in his frail ways. <clears throat> You're frail. Feeble Ferriston in his frail feelings. I'm not feeble. I never said that. Should we try calling him again or just go? <laughs> <laughs> Let's give his number out to everyone. <laughs> <laughs> hey folks, here's Jay's number. <laughs> Feel free to call. You know what? Talk about calls. Oh, he just called. Here you go. He would love that. He loves interacting with people. 
Hello. Hey, Jay. Spike Ferriston. Show, show people what's going on. And Paul Zuckerman here. How Hello, are Jay. you? Good, good, gentlemen. Are you doing all right? What are you doing right yeah. now? <laughs> right now, I'm trying to find a brake light switch for a 55 Packard Caribbean. Because the brake light switch also controls the levelizer and the suspension. So really? that's what I'm doing. So the Ca the Packard Caribbean, that was like the last gasp for Packard in the 50s, that had what kind of a suspension that re for a leveler? It had, it had torsion bar suspension. It's an amazingly comfortable car to drive. Torsion bars compensate for level. Like when you sit on the fender, the car sinks, and then you hear, and it comes up and gets level again. So no matter how many people you put in the car, it always drives flat and level. Wow. What do you think of the looks of that car? Do you like the front end? The front end of the Packard? Yeah, the Caribbean. Well, what it was was Packard was pretty much on their last legs by 1955. This is the last ditch effort. They put a lot of lead in the hood. The hood is so heavy, they had to put a rod in it to hold it up because it would literally come down and decapitate people because they had they had no money to redo the car so they just used a lot of lead and filler to make it look a little different plus packard made a big mistake they kept the straight eight engine for too long mm. when everyone general motors everybody else had v8s and overhead valves so 55 was their first uh v8 engine and it came with two four barrel carburetors and uh and it's one of the years of the Ultramatic. It's the Ultra, you know, it has all those kind of silly names and stuff. You know, Breakomatic, all that kind of stuff. So, uh, but it's an interesting piece of history, you know. Mm. Jay, what do you, uh, tell us about your quarantine. We were checking in with everybody. Jerry's out in Long Island doing his thing, taking drives. What is Jay Leno doing throughout this whole thing? The same thing I did before the quarantine. I, I mean, I just come <laughs> in my garage and I work on cars and I go home. And, you know, actually the quarantine is great because I can go, honey, honey, I wanted to take you to the new vegan restaurant, but it's against the law. We can't, you know, in and out is, let me grab some burgers from in and out. And we'll, we'll go there when this is over, you know. So that, that part of it is good, you know. The driving is good. The driving, driving is excellent. Driving is excellent. But, you know, the whole world is, like, upside down. Like, I went to the bank the other day, and they call the cops because the only one there not wearing a mask. It makes no sense. <laughs> <laughs> hey, thank you very much. I know. This what, is what do you do? You sit home and you write stupid coronavirus jokes. You know? Are you, you're not performing anywhere. No, no. I did Mar last week. But, no, there's nowhere to perform. And, you know, that's the weird part. There's literally nowhere in the world to perform. Yeah. You know, yeah. I've I'm, been I'm trying to get some <clears throat> some pistons ring made, piston rings uh, made for a steam engine I have, because steam engine piston rings are a bit different. So I call my guy, in, he's in Scotland, and he says, no, I got the coronavirus, G, we shouldn't do it. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay, so then I, I've got an old Bugatti, and there's a guy in Argentina who makes springs for me. I mean way down up in the mountains in Argentina where they can pound metal and temper steel and you know, literally blacksmith stuff. And he's same problem. He goes, no, I can't. My guys are all out with coronavirus. Wow. I mean, it, it's literally the whole world. I mean, it's it's pretty amazing. Yeah. I know Italy just opened up today, though. They're, they they relax things. There are a bunch of people in St. Mark's Square in Venice. 
What do you? Uh, we've been asking folks what their favorite quarantine driver is. Have you have you changed your daily? What do you think is the yes? Yes, because I've been driving my 1950 Plymouth six-cylinder station wagon. You know, it's it's an old-timey looking car. Uh-huh. Big white wall tires, very utilitarian, three-speed on the tree, two-door green. You know, this is not the time to be driving an Aventador so you look like some Lamborghini, you know, some some deposed dictator's idiot son with open pipes tearing up and down, you know, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, it's funny because I, I, I got this 50 Plymouth and I, my wife and I went to the store the other day and there's a line of people waiting to get in the store mm-hmm. and I'm driving in and people see the car and it just sort of makes them smile, you know? Mm. And and uh, this old guy comes over and goes, oh, my mom had one of those when I was a kid. You know, blah, blah. And then this young couple in their 20s come over and the girl goes, oh, this is so much cooler than a minivan. You know, this would be a much cooler thing to have than a minivan, you know. And then the guy who is also in his 20 goes, hey, what's a Plymouth? <laughs> the old guy next to me just thought that was the funniest thing. And he just thought that was the funniest thing in the world, you know, and everybody realized. Here's a car that kind of makes people happy. Right. You know, you pull in with it, and it reminds people of when there wasn't a coronavirus, even though it's not that long yeah, ago. It seems right. like it is. You know, you pull in in some fancy supercar with loud pipes, and it just annoys people. But this is the kind of thing where it just it seems to take people back to another era where they kind of go, oh, oh, that's kind of cool. And you know, it's not fast, it's not flashy. It's got the old radio where you turn when you turn the radio, it goes click. <laughs> and then, you know the, the deep bass comes in you get from tube radios mm-hmm. you know so that's that's a good uh, that's a good that's a good vehicle to drive during a pandemic yeah yeah the lamborghini crowd was out in malibu this weekend we were talking about it earlier today but we had about 200 people at the malibu country mart uh, no social distancing it wasn't a good lots one. of cars it's gotten out of hand because driving is one of the few things you can't do during this uh, quarantine, except uh, it's... Uh, well, yeah, it, you know, it's funny because it, it's sort of, it's what saved a lot of people in Los Angeles. You go to New York and, you know, everybody's on subways and crowded and, you know, mm-hmm. you can't social distance, you know. Whereas here, you know, it's interesting, when this pandemic first came around in 1918, I, I lost my aunt, actually. My, you know, my family's pretty old. My grandfather was born in 1857, and my dad was born in 1910. And his sister, he was uh, eight at the time. She was 18. Wow. And she got the coronavirus. And on her wedding day, they took her to the chapel on a stretcher in her wedding dress. And they put the ring on her finger in the church and she died later that night. That wow. was the Spanish flu. Yeah, know? yeah. That was that last one. So, do you know why it's called Spanish flu, by the way? I don't. It's interesting because it has nothing to do with being Spanish. It didn't originate there. But during World War One, Germany, France, England, America, United States, all the companies, all the countries involved in World War One, which Spain was not, they all had the pandemic, they all had this, the flu, but none of the countries would report how many were dead because 
they felt it would give aid and comfort to the enemy and make them look weak and susceptible. So the only country who could get facts was Spain. So all the information came out of Spain. France has 20,000 dead. Germany has 80,000 dead. America has this many dead. So, so, so it, it, it was called the Spanish flu because the information all came from Spain. But it didn't originate there and had nothing to do with being Spanish. Hmm. Wow, look at that, Zuckerman. I, that's a wonderful history lesson. I love that. Let's talk cars. Hey, you know, you were working on a 911T, if I recall. Amethyst? Yes. Last time I saw you and I was over at the garage, maybe that was a year ago. Um, is that car done? What have you done to that it's car? It's all done. It's all. Nothing, nothing radical. It's a one-owner <laughs> car I found in Beverly Hills. And right. I always tell people, right. you know, if you're looking for cars, go to rich neighborhoods. Um <laughs> Palm Beach, Florida. Well, because you're likely to find a car that's been garaged, maybe mm -hmm. abandoned, but yep. been garaged. I mean, a perfect example of this, I found three miles from my house, this woman calls me, 94 years old, and 93, 94, and she's got a 66 Lincoln Continental mm. she bought new, okay? And she says to me, uh, you know, I audited it with everything except FM because I didn't know if that would last and I didn't want to pay $75 <laughs> for something I would never use. So she buys a 66 Lincoln girl and she tells me she was Marilyn Monroe's roommate when Marilyn first came to Hollywood in the 40s. Okay, and this picture wow. of her with Marilyn. Okay. So I go over, I go over to her house in Beverly Hills. And it's like a scene from Sunset Boulevard. She comes down the stairs, and you know something? She looked maybe in her 50s or 60s, you know, wearing some sort of elegant pantsuit thing, and she had her hair done. And uh, I mean, you could see she was, I mean, she's still a nice lady, but you could see she was once a beautiful starlet. Right, know? right. And she would, she lived in the village. She'd take this thing to Beverly Hills Country Club to get the nail salon to the beauty salon, to the supermarket, and go home. And she put a 1,000 miles a year on it for about 60 years. Wow. And I looked at this thing, and I thought, well, i got to buy this. You know, I didn't want a 66 Lincoln <laughs> four-door convertible, but it's perfect. I mean, I mean, there's a few little dings, but nothing really bad, you know? And mm -hmm. I said, oh, okay. So that, that's also how I found my, uh, my 911T. A guy bought it new. Uh, he moved to Beverly. He lived in Beverly Hills in a condo. I think his mother got sick. He took care of her. Then she died. Then he got sick. And then it was parked for about 23, 24 years in an underground parking garage. And when I looked at it, it had four flat tires and, you know, blah, blah. but the body and everything was very straight. So he took it back to my garage and decided to do <clears throat> not a resto mod on it, but went through the motor, took it to 2.5 liter. I didn't want to go mm -hmm. much bigger than that. We put the uh, twin plug heads on it, lightened the flywheel, uh, beefed up the transmission a little bit. Had to change the clutch because 71 was the year they had that weird reverse acting clutch, which it, it, it couldn't take the extra power. And right now it's probably putting about about two and a quarter horse. So wow. it's, it's, fast. it's really That's quick. Fast it's car. fun to drive. And it's that sepia brown, you know, that kind of baby yeah, brown yeah, yeah. color. That the, it, it was a color when I first looked at it. I went, oh, I hate this. But then when we buffed out the paint and everything, I realized 
it's such a 70s color and people go crazy for it because you don't <clears throat> you don't see that yeah. that light brown color anymore you know mm-hmm. oh okay so now now i really like it now i do not regret uh, not changing it wow sepia brown finally coming into fashion because that was the first 911 i had 1974 sepia brown 911 and uh yeah. I just heard baby poop every few feet that I drove it. Baby poop, baby poop. They would point, baby poop. <laughs> but it's a but it's a wonderful car to drive. It is. Well, yeah, they're great. They're great. Um, didn't, you know, I was looking, uh, doing a little research online uh, to chat with you this morning, and I saw this article on your upgraded Ford GT exhaust to titanium. Oh, right, right. And I wondered why you did that. I mean, the the sound is spectacular on this exhaust, but the isn't the exhaust on that car already spectacular sounding? And I, and yeah, I, it sounds fine, but you save thirty pounds. Oh, you do and, thirty. And a company called me and said, "Hey, you know, uh, we'll give you a good price on it and install it." And I said, "Okay." Wow. So we came by and we put it in, and you know, it's a, it weighs five and a half pounds. That was it. And it's all street legal and all that because everything is after the cat yeah you know, so it, so it yeah and it it sounds good and it's yeah fine, why not but you're not a guy who cares about street legal jay you're driving around in ferret tanks with machine guns on them and real bullets <laughs> which which uh, which is street legal <laughs> the gun is <laughs> well you know technicalities now, am I correct? And, and also uh, that Jay Leno's Garage is coming back to us Wednesday, May 20th at 10 p.m. Yeah, all new, on C- all new episodes. C- we got Blake Shelton. We got a lot of stars on. You know, it's a lot of fun. It's kind of cool because, uh, you know, people are calling now to do the show. Right. Because people know it's not an ambush show. I don't care about your cocaine bust or your stupid <laughs> divorce. We're just talking about what you drive and what influenced you. And, you know, it's fascinating to people, you know, like, Paul Allen came down once. You know, he's a, the Microsoft yep. guy. What is he? Mm-hmm. Third richest guy in the world, something like that. He, he just passed away recently. but um, And he was looking for a 73 Buick Electra because mm. his dad used to take him for ice cream and stuff in that car. And that's uh, that's that was his dream car. And it, it's just funny. You're the richest guy in the world. And, mm-hmm. and your dream car is a 73 Buick. You know, that, that, that's what always makes it sort of interesting to me, the, 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 the vehicles that had an influence on people's lives. You know? Well, it looks like it's going to be a great season. There's Tim Allen, Kelly Clarkson, John Hamm, yeah. Matt LeBlanc. John, John Hamm was great. And Matt LeBlanc was great. You know, Matt LeBlanc's a real car guy. Well, you know, yeah, you he, know he did Top Gear. But sure. I'll tell you a funny story with Matt LeBlanc. One day he's on the Tide Show with me. Okay, so blah, blah, blah. So he's on the guest. So he goes, I'll see you later. So I leave. As I'm driving, I see this young woman broken down on the 101, near, near Buena Vista exit, getting on there. Yeah. Is that the 101? No, it's, I guess the 130, whatever. Good leads on the one. So I pull over and I go, Are you okay? She goes, oh, I got a flat. I just came to town. Oh, my God. You're just a little tight shot. I go, yeah, hi. Can I change the flight? Oh, my God. I can't believe you stopped. Okay, just then. Matt LeBlanc gets on the exit, sees, sees me stop. So he pulls over, goes, she goes, 
She goes to me, oh my God, it's Matt LeBlanc from Friends. Yeah. I can't believe it. I only put it down 10 minutes with Dale LeBlanc connection. I'm Matt LeBlanc from Friends. And, and she's just screaming and jumping up. I just take it, we'll change the tonight. She goes, I can't believe Matt LeBlanc and Dale are changing my diary. Oh, this is the greatest day of my life. I'm so glad I moved to Hollywood. I mean, it was like the stupidest. It was, it was hilarious. It was very funny. And then Al Roker pulled up behind you in an ATV. <laughs> and ruined you, the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> you completely ruined the situation. Um, yeah, yeah. Here's what I want to know about that. Um, Elon Musk is on this season with the cyber truck right what is that what's what's did you do a segment did you drive it what is it like yeah i did you did um, well it's very tesla like and it's very quick uh some very clever and you know what's interesting uh, some people like the styling some people don't but the one thing it does do it changes your perception of trucks have looked the same since what 1930 mm-hmm. basically a giant grill with some sort of aggressive thing in the front you know mm-hmm. And this doesn't look like anything else you've ever seen before. So it immediately makes everything else look sort of old fashioned. You know, the funny part was we, uh, we went, we drive around the truck and you know, he's a very impulsive guy. So I says, Hey, how was that? Uh, how was that boring machine thing working out? <laughs> he, I, he says, Oh, good, good. You know, you know, you've got a tunnel. It's under Los Angeles. And so I said, I said, Oh, he goes, Hey, I got an idea. You want to see if you can drive the cyber truck in the tunnel? I said, sure. Yeah, let's do that. And he goes, well, I don't know if it's going to fit. <laughs> I go, well, you never think, well, let's see if it fits. So we, so we drive to the tunnel and we have about a quarter of an inch on each side. And he goes, oh, that's perfect. Yeah, good, good, good. So now we're 60 <laughs> feet down. You know, the tunnel is not 10 feet. It's right. 60 feet down. So we drive the cyber truck. We barely good get it Lord. into the tunnel. And now we're going like 50, 60 miles an hour through the tunnel with a quarter inch on each side. And, and uh, so we're going along. And we're talking about, you know, what if there's an earthquake? And he says to me, you know, this is the best place to be in an earthquake 60 feet down. And I sure. said, why is that? And he said, well, because uh, the I same said. way in an earthquake, it's better to be in the ocean than on top of the ocean. I go, oh, that makes sense. Okay, so now we're driving. <laughs> of a, the tunnel is about a mile and a half, two miles. Okay, we come to the end of the tunnel. Right. And there's, there's an elevator. It takes you six stories up to the ground. Okay, so we get out, and I press the button to get in the elevator. Now the elevator is coming up, and we're in some guy's backyard. <laughs> I, go, I go, what's that? He go, oh, we, this guy lets us use his backyard in El Segundo. And, and we pull up, and there's a gas grill there and a broken bicycle and some other stuff, you know, and a little chain link fence around this. What in God's what name? Was now a hole in the ground. And then we drive off again. I mean, hilarious. It was a lot of fun. Wow. So, but wait, you, the tunnel you know, just the goes. Real, this... The real game changer, too. Yeah. Is the is this semi. Okay. It's, it's as big as a Peterbilt, it's electric. Imagine a semi that's faster than the fastest 911. Wow. Frightening almost. I mean, and, you've and, got, it's like watching a building take off down the street. Wow. It, it's, it's amazing. It is amazing. I don't see. think I've seen that truck. Has he announced that? Is, have I what? Has he announced that? I don't think I've seen that truck. Um, I don't know if it's officially announced, but it's out there. Wow. I mean, I was in it. I mean, it's, it's amazing and it's, and it drives just, just like, uh, just like any other Tesla, you know, it's fascinating. You know, I really like Elon. He's an interesting guy. Yeah, he is. You know, it's so funny because like most people think uh, like 
bullet train. Oh, a train that goes 200 miles an hour. Yeah, that'd be cool. He's thinking 800 miles an hour <laughs> in a vacuum tube. And you go, oh, okay, you know, he always takes it to the next level, which is right. pretty cool. He knows how to disrupt. Like getting back yeah. to this uh, this boring tunnel, though. So it starts where and it ends in a guy's backyard in El Segundo? Yeah, it, it starts at SpaceX, near SpaceX. Okay, in Hawthorne. under Los Angeles. Okay. And the amazing thing is, is unlike a normal tunnel where you would have to have um, huge fans and ventilation to get the mm-hmm. noxious fumes from internal combustion, it's electric. So you don't need all of that. What and about oxygen? Truck, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what about oxygen to breathe? Well, I mean, this oxygen is pumped in, but I mean, not at the level. Right. I mean, when you have something like the Holland Tunnel and stuff, yeah. you know, you got all the, you've got these massive fans running, you know, and you hear the whirr, you know, just pulling the air out and pulling the air in. This is just pumping oxygen in from outside, but you don't have smoke, you don't have all the byproducts of internal combustion, you know. Wow. And then you come out like it's the great escape. <laughs> no, it's Shawshank Redemption, really. It's pushing through the grass and the mud. <laughs> I think is the image I have. Elon Musk and Jay Leno. Just you know, you, one day we did a... I found it when I was doing The Tonight Show when the Shawshank Redemption came out. We found all the theaters that had mispronounced it. The One was the Sheepshank Deduction... <laughs> Uh, the, the, just every possible permutation of getting it wrong. The Shawshank, the Shawshank deduction was one. The Shawshank reduction. The Shipshank. I mean, we just read all the all the ways people had screwed it up, and it was hilarious. There was no, there were no accidents on set this year. That Jay Leno was not injured in any way on on Jay Leno's garage. No, no, no more rolling uh, dragsters. We crash a lot, but we don't really get injured. <laughs> Wow, so this is great. So your life is pretty much the same as it was. It's before, pretty much the same, except better. You know, it just—it's just a yeah. This is not a good time to fall off a motorcycle because you're not going to get an ambulance, right? You know, every ambulance is—you know—I mm-hmm. was on the freeway the other day. I was on the two ten, and I'm accelerating on the freeway, and the truck in front of me, and a heavy truck, it hit a bump. A huge chunk of pavement popped out of the freeway and I hit it bam I broke it didn't break but I bent the front suspension I bent the fender I I mean I bounced off the seat but luckily I didn't go down and I was like geez I got off to the side of the road and I said oh man this is crazy luckily there wasn't hardly any traffic on the two ends on the 210 so nobody hit me but but yeah that was you you were on a motorcycle that was pretty wild are you saying you were on a motorcycle yeah yeah Wow. wow, and it was a piece of pavement, huh? God, no, no, a piece of pavement came out and created, a, popped out and created right. a pothole, and I, I just hit it hard. I see, I and I see. was driving, uh, you know, God, eighty-five year old motorcycle with not really any suspension or brakes, so yeah, I, you know, just, bam, I just hit it hard, and oh jeez, <laughs> luckily I didn't go down. So. And what kind of motorcycle got, was that? that? Right now, it's yeah, what kind now. of motorcycle were you in? On. What was it? What kind of motorcycle were you on? 1939 Bruff Superior, which wow. is an English motorcycle. <laughs> Jay, and you just had a birthday. What age did you just turn, Mr. I'm Leonard? 70. 70. Nothing. And that's what you're driving I something, I, on the highway. fall down at <laughs> 70, 
oh my god it hurts so much you know i mean i you fall off bikes a lot but when you fall down at 70 it's like jeez stop you know, enough yeah so i figure i got well, i figure i got maybe one good crash left and that's, that's probably it yeah well please be careful out there you're a national treasure Oh, yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. The National Treasure, Jay. Yeah. The new season of Jay Leno's Garage is uh, Wednesday. What season is this for you? Season 8? Season 5? Where are we well, at? I think, I think it's like 5B, you know. 5B. I realize, I look at my contract, and it's like, if you go to season 6, I have to give you like a, a 10% <laughs> right. raise. So we keep doing season 5A, section 1, <laughs> you know, that kind of stuff. So... Technically, it's a, it'll it'll be a six season, yeah. Jay Leno's Garage, six season, Wednesday, May twentieth, ten p.m. on CNBC. Jay, uh, happy to hear from you. Thank you for doing this. Happy birthday! Hey, I know I missed it the, the other day I appreciate it. when we chatted. It's nice hearing from you, and uh, that's it, sir. Come Talk on. to you soon. All right, Jay, take care. Thanks, guys. Bye bye. How about that, Jay yeah. Leno? Huh? Yo, his most interesting car to me. He's got one of these turbine-powered Chryslers from the yeah. early 60s. And that just, so it's like a jet engine in essence. He's got the jet engine cars and he melts bumpers. But, you know, again, he just drives everything. He's right. on a motorcycle from 1939 on an interstate. A rigid frame <laughs> motorcycle. And I didn't, you know, he's Jay, so I didn't want to say. But if anybody else would have said, that must have been really hurt your nuts really bad. It. It's it's like we were talking earlier about this uh, ticket that comes out of nowhere. There are moments on a motorcycle, Zuckerman, where you think, I'm safe. And then I've had like two by four pieces of wood hit my fairing and luckily not my neck on the highway. Doing, you know, it just surprises you. And the pothole is the worst. I rode a lot. Yeah, you know what? There was one time I was on my motorcycle in in the very early 90s. I was going north on La Cienega around that curve by Washington. Right. And there was and there was a junction in the road. And it was like hitting a wall. I hit that thing at 50 miles an hour so hard going around a curve. I thought I was going to die. Wow. And those are the things. So you fell off the bike. I didn't fall off, no. No. I I somehow managed to stay on. Wow. But uh, it can be really scary because, you know, the line between having a great time and dying is very thin. I'm in the unfortunate position of really never crashing. I tipped over once or twice, but I've never crashed since I was 12. And I'm currently blasting around my neighborhood on a taco mini bike <laughs> with a bicycle helmet. You know what it looks like in my neighborhood, Zuckerman, as people are walking up and down the street? And then here I come on a orange <laughs> taco mini bike with one of my kids bicycle helmets and shorts. What am, am I lowering property values, do you think? I hope. <laughs> They deserve that. I once was riding with a guy. We had parked in front of a bar. Uh, This is probably 1991. We both had Harleys. And we took off. Uh, And it was an open bar, and there were a lot of guys uh, there watching. And I took off, and I went down the street and did beautifully well. He took off with his front fork still locked with a padlock. So he accelerated and went in a nice circle and then crashed and clattered to the ground. Oh. Talk about that humiliation that never goes away. Yeah, that's not good. Yes. No. I, I live in fear of uh, 
the the, the down kickstand turn. I don't right. like that one. That makes the bike jump right. like yep. that. I've yep. done that a lot too. Well, here we are, Zuckerman. All right, I got to get some work done. You got to get some work done. I've got to get some work done. The folks at home are going, why aren't you doing a show for an hour and a half? We're a little sleepy today, but we're, we're having a busy day. But we will do a show next week. How about that? I'm going to keep going, right? You want to keep going? Yeah, let's do it. Why don't we do a show from the new house uh, at nighttime? You guys can smoke cigars out on the pool and we'll grab like a mat. You say that now. But then at the end of the day, no, no, I get no, no. tired, grumpy Zuckerman, and you're like, well... Yeah, no, I'll man. do it. I'll do it. Why don't we get Matt Farah? Matt Farah's already on. He's already booked. For when? Whenever we want. It's so Monday. It's a week. Usually, we, we're doing the shows Monday, so we can air them a few days later, which is nice, right? Okay. So we can do it Monday, but it's easy to just do it here. If that's what you want. We could Ferris bring and, Matt Farah here, but do you think that's dangerous? Someone? No, because you know what? It's just more fun in person. Over the <clears> phone <throat> is hard. You, you miss the interaction. Okay, uh, I'll try to set that up. And we'll see if we can uh, rejigger an open uh, garage six feet away. Because Matt's got a lot of talk. He's he's uh, one of the few guys out there driving press cars. I've got I, I've got a couple. He's been doing a ton. He and Johnny Lieberman are just, there's still cars floating around. And it's funny. When they arrived to you, Zuckerman, did I show you that picture? It says uh, now, so uh, a lot of times you have the manufacturers, they hand off the press fleet to these distributors right. that are separate from the manufacturer, right. and they have their own card that says sanitized by, pay, you know, I won't say the really? names of various ones, but it's it's funny because you should see the guys that drop the cars, <laughs> but now they have, Sanitized. they have the picture, and there's a guy with the Canapa glove pointing like, I have done, and they use this phrase, the deep cleaning. I have completely sanitized, which is no, there's just cleaning and no cleaning. Well, you have not like done anything. When you go into a cheap motel <laughs> yes. and there's and they've got the thing around the toilet bowl and yeah. a little card that says, this room was cleaned by so-and-so. Right. So, so here we have some of the biggest scientists and doctors and ERs and germ experts in the world trying to keep, and still, they're getting it in the hospital. But the guy who delivers the car, he's managed to clean it all out of the car. He's used Johnny Lieberman's <laughs> curtains. He's used the old curtains that Lieberman's wife cut up and he's sewed into paper towels. towels. He's got the paper towels now. I handed off a bunch of paper towels. There. If Lieberman, I have a whole ton of paper towels. He's you, doing fine. He's got it. Lieberman has to bring back the Turbo S so I can drive it. All right. Okay. This is a this is a sore spot with me. Somehow Porsche's letting him keep this Turbo S for weeks and weeks. What, what's going on? Who's Johnny Lieberman? Give us the car so we can talk about it. You know we're going to love it. Come on, Lieberman. Now I'm raging. Fake raging. Lieberman. All right. I feel like we've said everything we need to say, Zuckerman. I hope you all uh, stay well. Keep washing your hands. Keep abiding by this uh, quarantine. Keep driving your cars respectfully. Stop making noise with that microphone. Zuckerman, Shut what up. do you want to add? Nothing. 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 Leave me alone. <laughs> leave me alone. All right. I'm going to leave you alone. We'll see you next week on Spike's Car Radio. Thanks for listening to Spikes Car Radio, brought to you by Hangar 56. Listen to new episodes every Wednesday, and be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts.